0: to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle.
1: Hello. When you hear... The term childhood trauma, what do you think? What do you think that that is? How do you define that? I know for myself, I never thought about the term at all growing up. I'd never heard it. And when I started having trouble in my adult life, I still wasn't familiar with the term. And it wasn't until I started to deal with it in my life that I've really found out what it was and what it meant. Because as I started to became an adult and heard childhood trauma, I would think about the things that are so blatant that people, of course, everyone knows that's childhood trauma, you know you know, slave trafficking, that's childhood trauma. And hurricanes and typhoons and plane crashes, if that happens to you as a child, that's that's childhood trauma. But I didn't validate what had happened in my life as trauma because it didn't fall into any of those categories that I think a lot of people think that way. They think of you know, a child that gets beaten, that is definitely childhood trauma. And I've heard so many stories and I wrestled with the things that I had in my life because my trauma didn't fit into all the categories that everyone else's did. Especially one, especially one, all of them actually, but especially this one. It was when I was six years old. Do you remember being six years old? And what happened was, it happened at school, and I barely remember. I remember just little pieces of it because I dissociated from it, and I have wrestled with feeling guilty about that and feeling silly about that because it wasn't what I thought should be called trauma. I blamed myself for it. I thought I was making a big deal out of it. I had so much trouble validating it until I was in counseling. And I mean, even after working through it, when I had this horrible flashback and it just completely upended my life and I was a six-year-old again, um, But still, it wasn't until I learned that childhood trauma is different than adult trauma. And it's not just the two words. It's how it affects the brain and how it affects the emotions and the developmental thing in a child. And I I was so ignorant of all of that that I dismissed what had happened to me. And I treated my childhood trauma as if it was adult trauma. And that's where we get into trouble, where we won't deal with something. We make it small because it's not big enough in our own eyes. Somehow it's not a big enough deal. And so we dismiss it because we look at it at the age we are now. I am 62 years old now. I am nowhere near six years old. But I have a granddaughter that is six years old. And even going through all the healing of all of that and all my counseling of that and writing about it in my book, Emerging with Wings, um, I really got a better visual of it when I thought about my granddaughter who is six years old right now. And I imagined her in that situation and it really changed my perspective so much because I've been putting my adult self in that situation, but I wasn't an adult self. I was a six-year-old little kid. I was barely six years old. I was like one month into being six, so I was just barely not five anymore. And by this time, you're probably wondering, what the heck happened? And what happened, the situation of it isn't as important as the effect that it had on my soul. And that's what I bring up all the time. Me, Danielle Burnock from danielleburnock.com. This lady on the internet who loves you, I bring it up because we dismiss it, we discount it. And you know, you find out what it is and then it gets put over this little compartment. It's like, no, trauma is not the incident. Trauma is what happens in your soul, what happens in your brain. And I'm gonna read, just a little bit from my book that I, where I did research about childhood trauma from Emerging with Wings, and I discovered that childhood trauma is much different than adult trauma. I studied it and I found validation. I hadn't considered how young I was when any of the things happened to me growing up. I hadn't understood age was a factor in and of itself and the potential for severe and long-lasting effects. That just, I had a hard time wrapping my head around that as an adult. Because I wasn't an adult then, I'm an adult now. And you're an adult probably listening to this. And I found out that the string of traumas that happened at multiple and various ages and stages of my development, the fact that a string occurred is identified as a trauma in and of itself. Jammed. Instead of a traumatic experience preparing a child for a subsequent one, like we think happens in adulthood, but that's not even true either. Instead, it is more, it is more apt to cause intensified reactions each time. Trauma overwhelms a person's ability to cope. It disrupts the equilibrium in the body and causes excess action in the nervous system, jab. Repeated trauma causes repetitive overwhelming to both the conscious and the subconscious mind, jab. Responses are called hyperarousal and dissociation. Reading what those are, I see myself very clearly as having gone through dissociation. Unresolved childhood trauma carries a fundamental sense of fear and helplessness into adulthood. Jab. That's why I. Bring this up all the time because if you don't deal with it, it will never leave your life. You can push it down like a beach ball, but it will come bouncing back up and smack you in the face, (laughs) maybe knock you senseless like what happened to me when I had that flashback on the stage of a church, you know, during a rehearsal of singing when a guy taped my feet to the stage for a prank and it was supposed to be funny. You know, I was... I don't know, 50 something at the time, I think. But instantaneously, I was a six year old little girl sitting in one of those little short little chairs in first grade. I had been sent out in the hall because I had dared to talk when the teacher told me not to because I, I dropped my pencil. That was my big crime as I dropped my pencil on the floor. And then I asked the kid next to me to pick it up and give it to me. I got sent out in the hall. I was so short, and the ceilings were so tall, and I felt so scared out in that hallway. And then, but that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough for her. I mean, that sounds like, you know, time out, right? But I didn't understand what was happening to me. There was no, get it, it was just, you had violated what the teacher said, and so you need to be punished, and you need to feel bad. But being sent out in the hall wasn't bad enough. She brought me in, and we, it was time for reading group, and so they circled those little bitty chairs, you know, and I sat down on my chair, and she put tape over my mouth and forced me to read in front of the reading group with that tape over my mouth. The shame was unbearable. I never told a soul about it until I was an adult. Because it was raised under that authoritarian thing. You just shut up and do what you're, you're told. Just shut up and do what you're told. And you deserved it. And it was your fault. But I imagine my six-year-old granddaughter in that situation. And if I were to find out about that, there would be hell to pay. There would be hell to pay. And, but, you know, I invalidated that for so long because I even heard other people who had had tape put over their mouths as children and then they blew it off as nothing. Well, being, having tape over your mouth, maybe it didn't affect them. There are people who go through plane crashes and this one's fine and this one has a meltdown because trauma is what happens in the soul and in the brain. It's not the incident. Which brings me to one more part I want to read out of uh, emerging with wings here. It's what comes right before a quote that I find all over the internet. It's the quote that has spurred me on to continue to do what I do over and over and over again, to tell people I love you, that trauma is personal, is how that one starts. But there was a little bit that went before that, that I needed the validation for that. (coughs) Excuse me, because I dismissed my trauma. It wasn't bad enough. I, I, you know, I'll read. No, the teacher's shaming and humiliation of me when I was barely six is not the same as the Sandy Hook massacre. That's what I compared it to. So it wasn't that bad. So I should just get over it. No, the subsequent strings of various emotional woundings and traumas is not the same as a tsunami. No, it wasn't. So, therefore, I shouldn't have any trauma, right? No, that's not true. No, the malfunction of love and the invalidation of my personhood by my parents is not the same as a plane crash. Of course it isn't. But that doesn't mean nothing happened in me. No, the spiritual orphaning by the religious leaders that happened to me is not the same as the Holocaust. Inconceivable. You cannot compare them, but I always did. And are you comparing your trauma to something you think is huge and dismissing the pain in your soul? Please stop if that's you, stop dismissing it. Because this next part is true and you can find memes all over the internet. Find find one you like or make one yourself. Trauma is personal. It does not disappear if it is not valid. When it is ignored or invalidated, the silent screams continue, internally heard only by the one held captive. When someone hears the pain when someone, excuse me, when someone enters the pain and hears the screams, healing can begin. And that's where it starts, is it has to be called what it is. If you're suffering, you need to call it trauma. I don't care if you were three, if you were five, if you were nine, you were 15, 18. I don't care what age it happened. If you're suffering, you owe it to yourself to heal. You owe it to yourself to heal. You matter. And I love you. I come on here to tell you that all the time because I love you and I know what it is like to invalidate my personhood myself. I know what it is like to dismiss my pain myself and I don't want you to dismiss your pain or your personhood. You matter and I want you to get healing. I want you to thrive. That's why my website is Love Yourself from Survive to Thrive because I want you to thrive. You deserve to thrive. You are a human being created with God-given greatness inside of you, and trauma would like to steal that away from you, but you deserve to heal and thrive. And so I implore you, don't dismiss yourself. Don't dismiss your trauma. And if you want help, I am not a licensed therapist, but I am a coach. So I can offer coaching. And if you're thinking you need counseling, but you're too scared to go and you need a coach to tell you, then schedule one of my consultations and I will help you choose to go to counseling if that's what you need. And I have other tools to help you if what I have is what you need. I have my books, I have courses, I have my coaching because I love you. And so until next time, I'm Danielle Burnock at Burnock.com and love yourself from survive to thrive. And I love you, that lady on the internet who loves you. I love you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Victoria Souls podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at danielleburnock.com and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember, only you can change your life. No one can do it for you.